0: First Peter chapter two, verses 13 through 17. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance ignorance of foolish people live as people who are free not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil but living as servants of god honor everyone love the brotherhood fear god honor the emperor this is the word of the lord thanks be to god all right so peter's turning up the spice um we're we're talking about government now politics uh a fun easy Light, non-explosive topic, um, of which there's no variance of opinions at the church or in Christianity, rather. Of course. So, um, here we are, two guys talking on a podcast about politics. What could go wrong, Greg? <laughs> now, we won't dig too much into politics, but we are talking about this call today in First Peter two. Yesterday, we talked about you know this idea from verse twelve of keeping your your conduct among outsiders honorable. So that basically when people bring charges against the church as evildoers, they they really don't have anything to substantiate it with. And really all that they can do is turn and glorify God. Mm-hmm. So we're getting more specific about that. And one of the big things is being good citizens of, you know, varying degrees of corrupt governments. Mm-hmm. So very fascinating. Greg. What are your thoughts? And you work in the state capitol every day. So you are around human institution on a daily basis. So, what are your thoughts on everything that Peter is saying here in First Peter 2?
1: This is, a, like you said, this is kind of a spicy one. I think it's particularly spicy for Americans. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that the passages in scripture, you know, our, our small group just did Romans 13, which is another one which sort of talks about, you know, the governing authorities, is particularly difficult for Americans. And part of that is just our. You know our um, the way that our political system has developed over the years. There were sort of our ideas about our own uh, independence and freedom. You know Americans tend to be a little bit like, "Don't tell me what to do." It seems to be one of just one of our kind of these in our DNA. Um, and so I think these are these are particularly challenging for us. But I think that um, I think that th- these instructions bear out throughout history um, about. Christians who even despite the um, hostility of their government and I don't think our government is particularly hostile at this point but hostile governments in the past the way that Christians faithfully um, being uh, subject to the authorities and following the rules and being good citizens has actually been an incredible witness to mm. the the people of that country and I, I mean I'm reminded always of the example that Augustine gives about the Romans, and about how rome didn't become christian because constantine declared it became christian because the way that the christians lived mm. and paul you know or peter what's interesting about this is he's talking about the emperor and the 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 early church is about to and is already beginning to undergo serious persecution from the civil authorities i mean mm. that multiple roman emperors will persecute christians for a variety of reasons but he doesn't tell them to overthrow the emperor he doesn't tell him to you know instead he says you know, honor the emperor. These institutions have been instituted by God. Um, and I think that today that's a tough, that can be a tough ask because Mm -hmm. people obviously have various, um, they have, they have various feelings towards portions of their government. Mm -hmm. But I think that, um, I think that as a witness to people around you, if you follow the law, if you, um, whether you like it or not, you follow the law. Mm. It not only speaks to, hey, like we're in community together. So maybe I don't like the rules that the city of Atlanta has created, but I'm going to follow those rules because I live in this city and I care about it. And I'm, I'm, you know, if I want to change things, I'm going to do it through legitimate, through legitimate courses. But I think that it, it sends a broader message to the people around you about what's important to you, which is about the flourishing of, of the people uh, to your left and to your right, the people you live around, the people you see every day. Yeah. than it is about making your own sort of uh political point and i think it also it also speaks to the understanding that institutions can be corrupt but we have a god who is sovereign Mm. right like i deal with a lot of things that are extremely frustrating um which are not you know don't fall anywhere on a political spectrum they're just frustrating about government they're frustrating about politics yeah but god is sovereign and so while they may bother me they don't they're not ultimate things they're not things that really like crush my spirit because i'm like at the end of the day you know, God's will is going to be done. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the other thing is it points them one towards the Christian. If you're a non-Christian, you're like, Christians want to be members of my community. They want to be in fellowship with us in a way that is productive Mm -hmm. in a way that is caring. And also they don't seem to be, they don't seem to be moved too much by the fact that some of these institutions are not functioning properly. And that's because they believe Mm -hmm. in a God who justice ultimately lies with Mm -hmm. him. Human institutions may be used by God to punish uh the wrongdoer, but ultimately, right? Like, vengeance is the Lord's mm-hmm. and he, and that justice will be done. And so I think it kind of points in two directions. And I I think that my question to an American would be when you read this and you're like, oh you know, I don't really like X, Y, Z about my government, I think about how someone in China reads this. Hmm. Or someone in Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Because it doesn't the words don't change. You know, it doesn't go to China and they're like, well actually, you know, you're good, man. Yeah. You can do what you want. Yeah. Or Saudi Arabia. But instead, like be subject be subject to a government that wants you dead, or yeah. be subject to a government that wants you in prison. Yeah. Act well, and what what type of long term example does that give to those governments and to those people? And while we yeah. live seventy year lives, think about three centuries from now Come on. when when those countries have flipped over because the Christians have been faithful in so many Come different on. things. So I think yeah. that's that's kind of my first
0: my yeah. first reaction, and that's exactly the context that Peter is writing into. Like he's mm-hmm. not writing into um, which America. It, is not, uh, I align with D's about this, but America is not and never has been actually a Christian nation. Mm -hmm. Uh, More judeo christian in the past, but like, you know, that's where we are. But Peter is actually writing more into the type of context that our brothers and sisters in those more starkly opposed areas, Mm -hmm. like it's actually more resonant there with the original audience. And so that's definitely powerful to think about Here's what I really think the central idea or one of the central like keys to this passage is, is mm-hmm. verse 16, live as people who are free. You know, when I when I think of somebody who's politically agitated, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, in a conservative way or a liberal way, when there's like this like deep polit- political agitation, the basic thought behind it no matter where they fall on the spectrum is that their freedom is in danger. Mm -hmm. And so I would say like the sexual revolution with like the LGBT movement and everything is, is a movement that is driven by an obsession with personal liberty. Mm -hmm. The white Christian nationalism movement is a movement that's driven by obsession with personal liberty. Mm -hmm. And anyone who has power in any of these political movements that's drifted from truth, anyone who has power in these has garnered an audience by telling people your freedom is in danger Mm -hmm. and what peter is saying here is live as people who are free who know that your freedom is not in danger why because you're citizens of heaven Mm -hmm. you're a royal priesthood and a holy nation god's own inheritance your freedom's not going anywhere now the obstacles that you face on earth as ambassadors as sojourners definitely will change and morph And be unique in different points in history, but the freedom that you have in Jesus does not change, and so you don't have to be so obsessed with what personal liberties you have, amen. And I'll say, like, the one caveat that I think we see, I'll use like an example from Daniel, which we just read, and from Acts is you know, I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refusing to bow down to the image of Nebuchadnezzar, and Daniel refusing to stop praying mm-hmm. uh, under I think Darius anyways. Um, so Daniel continuing to pray, never Nebuch- Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, refusing to worship the, the image of Nebuchadnezzar. And then uh, when the apostles are brought before a council and acts, and they're charged to not speak of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they say, we must obey God rather than men. No human institution can silence the witness of the church. And I would say like that's the only caveat is is worshiping God and, and preaching the good news mm-hmm. backed by good works, good yeah. conduct that gives glory to God among non-believers and not in this like uh, vindictive sort of antagonistic way, but as an ambassador of peace and hope. Mm-hmm. And so the witness of the church can't be silenced. And I would say that's the one room for like, you know, pushing away. But even that should be done because you love right the the people that God has put in these positions. And so, you know, it's a there there's just like a lot of whatabouts that this raises, which I think are good to push through. And, you know, questions like, um, what movements are are have been good, where people have pushed against authority um and then when it is right to submit to to just laws and everything it's it's very complicated, but I do think that the key thing is that will keep us on base as we do that is your freedom is not in danger, mm-hmm. and any loss of like personal liberties that we do or do not face as Americans just affects us for. 50 more years, but we are still, you know, citizens of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have to have this fear yeah. of losing our freedom.
1: Yeah. Well, I think about it in context also of, of, you know, scripture's mandate that we pray for our leaders, mm. right? And, and how often it becomes easy to, um, to imagine these people as, you know, like you said, they're out to get your freedom. They're out to take your liberty but they're really just people. And they're also people who need to know Jesus as well. Mm-hmm. And that the proper attitude of the Christian is that there's really, like, you, you look at Jesus on the cross saying, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. You look at the examples in scripture of, you know, Daniel, a man who watched the, the people that he worked for dismantle his own country. And yet he, he remained faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, that even your political opponents, even the people who you think are trying to take away your freedom are still people who need to know Jesus. And that, that is how we need to see them as opposed to purely through the political lens. And I think when we do that, it becomes far easier to all of a sudden live in that, live in that freedom um, and understand that like, you know, the, the political winds can shift and change. But ultimately, if you're looking at someone who uh, above all things needs to know the creator of all there was, that sort of frees you up. To be like hey i don't have to act a certain kind of way i can just act in what way is going to draw them closer to god
0: absolutely amen. all right well the the gum barrel is smoking and uh <laughs> i'm feeling convicted and i, I do think it's just a good reminder to to pray for all people at all times so call to prayer call to love call to perseverance for greg conley this is will carlisle and we are going to continue tomorrow in first peter We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word.